1,000 Hours Outside podcast. I am so thrilled to be sitting across from Rachel Cruz. Welcome. Thank you, Jenny. Thanks for having me on. I so appreciate it. This is awesome. You just look so beautiful. You said you have a, you had a TV thing this morning. So I have to tell you this thing, Rachel. Uh, yeah. We um, we're a homeschooling family, and this last yeah. school year, we did a, a co-op with some other families, and. Um, and, and we switched and swapped classes, and I taught biology. And anyway, our kids took your class. Oh, foundations <laughs> in personal yeah. finance. That's so fun. Yes. Oh, Isn't great. that cool? So our oldest, oldest two are 13 and 12. So they've been talking about identity theft and I mean, <laughs> Yes, all of it. And, uh, and actually, um, you know, I have people on the podcast that are authors that I know, you know, but they have no idea who they are. So then I told them I'm having Rachel on, they freaked out, you know, I sent, I sent a thing to all the, you know, the parents, you know, all the kids, because they watched your videos every single week throughout the school year. So, uh, you're famous around here in our house. Oh, that is so funny. That is so, I know it's so fun because our that curriculum, it's in over now 50% of the high schools in America, which is just wow. amazing because we're trying to educate, right, as young as possible. So middle school is kind of the earliest mm-hmm. uh, with just our like intense curriculum in that sense. And so the homeschool market too, like shot up since COVID. So we've seen that even skyrocket, which is just awesome. So I'm yeah. so, I'm so glad. I'm so glad they're learning this stuff. I talked to so many people who say consistently, like, oh, if I only knew this when I was 18, or if I only knew yeah. this when I was younger. So the fact that yeah. they're, they're getting it, that's so yeah. great. So to be great. exposed to the different concepts young. And, and uh, yeah, it was a group, probably about 20 kids, and and they loved it. They did it every single week and and watched your videos. And um, so... Anyway, if they if they walk if they walk by, I may have them pop in and say hi. Because oh, please do. Tell, yeah, tell them. I, yeah, I was gonna say tell them I said hello. Yeah. So Rachel is a two time two time number one best selling author. Congrats, financial expert and host of the Rachel Cruz Show. Since 2010, Rachel has uh, served at Ramsey Solutions, where she teaches people how to avoid debt, budget, and win with money at any stage in life. She is an energetic and thought provoking speaker. And has been speaking to audiences as large as 10,000 since the age of 15. Rachel, that's incredible. You began making appearances with your father, Dave Ramsey. You've appeared on Good Morning America, The Today Show, Live with Kelly and Ryan, CNN Tonight, Fox and Friends, The Rachel Ray Show, and now the 1,000 Hours Outside (laughs) podcast. That's right. I'm going to add that in the byline. (laughs) You've been featured in Women's Day, Success Magazine, Real Simple. You believe it's possible for anyone to turn around their finances, win with money, and build a life they love. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So I've got one of your books. I don't have both. I have this one, which I love. Love Your Life, Not Theirs. And so what we uh, sort of mentioned talking about, heading into the summer, um, in this time of, of gas being extremely expensive and, and sort of some uncertainties, which is, you know, how to create a budget free or not a budget free, no, a good, a budget that gives freedom, right. right. Uh, uh, for, for a summer that we love and that's memorable. So, um, you know, we could talk maybe about some idea, vacation ideas and meal planning ideas, which I think um, is important and people ask about all the time. Um, but maybe we should start with contentment. Oh, that's you want to start there? That's a great topic. Great topic. Uh, you say um, 
Contentment is the inner determination to be happy and fulfilled where you are with whatever you have. And nothing can steal your contentment quite like jealousy. So, you know, heading into the summer, what, what's tricky about um, having a summer that's filled with contentment? Yeah, I mean, summer obviously just opens up the hours in the day, right? When you're home with your kids all day. Um, or you're trying to shuffle them from camp to camp, you know, if you're a working parent and you're not doing yep. daycare. I mean, it's it's the running gamut of, of everything, and it just can get expensive. And I think that that comparison play goes so deep into the summer, too, because you're seeing more people. You're out and about. Uh, people are going on vacations. They're doing activities with their kids that you may not be able to do. Whatever the case may be, there's a, a comparison element um, yeah. that, that is big. And I think too, for moms, yeah. I'm a mom of three little ones. And so there is a, a true idea that I, and that's one reason I wrote that book is because I dealt with that so deeply of like, gosh, yeah. am I doing enough? Does it, does it look the way it should look? Are they enjoying it? I mean, it, it was all of that. And finally, when I just put the blinders on, I was like, you know what, I'm going to focus on my life and my kids, my money. Like I'm going to just forget yeah. what everyone else is doing and really try to do that. And so out of that came a lot of gratitude for the life that I was presently living and just being present and not trying to be something else, right? Yeah. And looking at everyone else. Uh, and then that really led to that contentment piece. And I think that there is something to be said that, you know, a heart filled with gratitude, there's not room for discontentment when you are just yeah. grateful. And I think that's why I love your message as well. It's just like, go out, be with your kids, be with your, and it's, in every child, and, and I've read this in multiple parenting books, but it's like, yeah, when the, when the acting out starts to really happen, it's because they want you. They want you. Mm. And what I love about your stuff is like when you're outside, when you're with them, you are with them. You are there with them, uh, whether they're yeah. playing by on, on their own or not. But do you know, so there's, yeah. there's so much to be and said. And that is a difference, actually, Rachel. And, and um, it's something I've thought sort of deeply about because, you know, when I was a kid, the parent usually wasn't there. Um, they, you know, they, there was neighbor kids to play with. And so, you know, I don't know what the parents were doing in the home. So, you know, I've had these times where I felt jealous, you know, like, oh, you know, if I would have been a parent 30 years ago, you know, uh, I could have shooed or 50 years ago or whatever, I could have shooed the kids out the door to play with the neighbor kids. But, but this is a gift, you know, yes. that we have to go along basically, or we have to make the plans, um, because this is when we're building these sort of foundational memories. Um, so I, I've changed my outlook, you you know, to see yeah, it as, um, like you said, being present. And and I think it's these simple things that are free or very cheap um, are very fulfilling. But they're also sort of a unique expression of our family, you know. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk in your books about, you know, looking around and you see people's things on social media and, um, you know, but just relishing in the fact that let's have it be unique. Yes. Let's have it be our own thing. You talked about a story of you gone on a vacation with your husband uh, and then came back and saw someone else's vacation to Greece, uh, <laughs> but you really liked your vacation. That's right. That's right. But then seeing their vacation. So, you know, it's sort of celebrating what is the unique thing that you got to do and um, what, what are some of the things that, that your family likes to do? Yeah. So we have a seven-year-old girl, an almost five-year-old girl, and then a two-year-old boy. So yeah, you're busy. These the are three, busy three, like, yeah, for a while it was six and under, but Amelia just turned mm -hmm. seven. So I'll bump her up in age there. Uh, but yeah, but it's amazing. My, and my girls are already so different 
than the boy, mm-hmm. Charles. Charles already. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. This is having a boy. I'm, I am learning the boy mom thing. Uh, but the girl, my girls, honestly, they are obsessed with games right now. And I don't know if it's because of, I, I don't know what it is, but Monopoly deal or bingo or, I mean, we played like five rounds of Monopoly deal last night before bed because Amelia was like, can we, can we just keep doing one more? I was like, one more, one more. But they Aww. just, they love it. But I think it too, it's that interaction. Um, yeah. So that's what yeah. they're big on. They love that. Uh, I don't know if this is like a, oh, what this is, but we do have, we do a, te- it is technology. It's a screen. But uh, we family movie technology. night. Yeah. yeah. Family night, uh, or I'm sorry, mm-hmm. on Friday nights, we do movie night. And so we've done, we've done this probably 10 weeks, not necessarily in a row consecutively, but we, my husband and I were like, we're going to introduce them to 90s movies. So we did like Space Jam, we did Dennis the Menace, Free Willy, like all the movies that I feel like I grew up with or like had as a kid. We're like, y'all need to know these movies. And so that's we're amazing. Go and watch them. So it, that's been really fun. And they like Dunstan checks in the one with the monkey in the hotel. They like loves that one. So anyway, yeah. so I mean, they and they look forward to it. They really do. They mm. they like they ask about it a lot. So so that's something that we love. We love to do. And then even I don't know, just just being with them. I'm like. Just being outside. And the hard thing too, Jenny, I would love to know just your thoughts on this, not to interview you on your podcast, <laughs> but I have a lot to learn. But I'm like, it's, but I'm exhausted. Like when I, when I get home from work, if I've worked all day and you do dinner, you clean up and it's like, okay, we have an hour before bedtime and mm. maybe we do a bath, maybe not. Like we'll see how the night mm-hmm. goes. But it's like, oh, it is just easier, easier, which is not always right. The right way. Usually yeah. easy ends up being hard later. But it's just easier to be like, oh, let's just check out. Like everyone just do whatever. Aww, just, you know. Yeah. So I'm like to kind of muster up the energy to be like, no, right. we're going to engage. Whether right. that's physically like going and playing or in conversation and making sure that I'm connected to them, like all of it. So what it like, what have you found that's worked as a mom? Because I know you're, you're homeschooling. So I'm like, you're so busy. Like you have a lot going on. You know, I think. I think this is why we have a goal uh, for outside time and for connection because um, it is, it's hard to do that. You know, you have goals for things that are hard to do. Uh, And if it were easy, then we wouldn't need the goal. And so, you know, for me, I'm like, I want to infuse our life with moments of connection. And and the nature is sort of the next step where it's helping kids with their whole child development, you know, in, in ways that are simple and very inexpensive. Um, You know, so, and and I think that you find throughout your life that once you do it, you're always glad, you know? Yeah. And so then you yeah. sort of, you build up this, this muscle or this, um, or even just this memory of knowing, you know, like getting out the house is hard. You know, if you've got a seven, a five and a two year old, that is not easy. You know, it's not easy to go for a walk after dinner to get ready. You got to find their shoes and things are missing and you got a little one and where's the stroller. And I mean, it's not easy. Yeah. And, um, but every single time you're like, that was worth it. Even if it was 15 or 20 minutes, we walked around the block, we, we waved to neighbors, we walked around the city, wherever you live. And, um, so that's what I find. And then what, what I'm noticing, Rachel, is I thought, okay, it gets easier physically. Uh, Our youngest is five now. So we're sort of in this spot where it's a little bit easier to walk out the door, but everyone's busy. Um, yes. so we're on that flip side. I've got one that's almost 14. So he's wants to play basketball with his friends and, and all of a sudden, so it's, it's never easy. 
I, so I think you just yeah. have to go for it and know that the time is passing. Well, and I love that so much of your stuff too is the goal part of it because it is so true. I'm like anything in life that you want to win at, right? That could be your money. Uh, that's your parenting, your marriage. I mean, your marriage, work, whatever it is, mm. there's an intentionality that it doesn't just happen to you. And I think, you know, we kind of yeah. are in this instant gratification world that we get results so quickly, whether that's just like yeah. looking at the weather on our phone or I need to, I need to know something. So I'm going to Google it and get the answer yep. to when someone was born and you know, whatever it is, like it's just right. it's crazy how quickly right. we get results and how much that seeps into the big parts of our life that we're like, Oh, well it's going to be fast and easy and I'm going to get exactly what I want. Yeah. But the real success in life in these big buckets of our life, I'm like, you have to happen to it. It's not going to just happen to you. Yeah. So you really yeah. have to be purposeful. So, so even the goal that you have, um, that I know you talked about a lot, I'm like, yes, like that is so, so good. And, and I feel like some people think, you know, and, and when I talk about goals with money, I'm like, it's your mm-hmm. budget. Like your budget is your roadmap. Like that's the goal right. we're shooting for every month to stay within these categories. So we're living below what we make and we're being wise uh, and yeah. we have a plan but that's being intentional, right? You're, you're doing something mm-hmm. on purpose and it's the same with, yeah, same with the kids. So that's such yeah. a good point. And I know that, like, as you said it, I was like, duh, Rachel, because <laughs> it does, it works. It works. It works. But, um, it reminds me of something I had read in your book was about, um, you talked about making assumptions and, um, that sometimes we see what other people are doing and we make assumptions and either we thought it was easy for them. We just don't know the background and all these different things. And and I thought that was really an important part of it because we see other people's lives, but we don't know the work that's gone in. We don't know the sacrifice that's been made, or we don't know, um, you know, maybe the heartache that's been a part of their path. Um, and I love that you just said to cheer each other on. Yes. Now, what a different perspective. Like, let's see everyone else's. Let's see your beautiful background with your gorgeous hair and just say, <laughs> good for you. I mean, good for you, Rachel. That's amazing. <laughs> if we had done this 24 hours last, yesterday, I would have had different hair. It would have been, it would have been all different. I love it. No, but it is because I'm like, too, you know, when someone's winning and again, whether that's like with their kids, you're like, man, their kids talk to them and they're so connected to them. You know, or it's winning in life. And maybe mm-hmm. you, you, I don't know, went on the vacation you've wanted, you've wanted to take your family on forever. You know, whatever it is, I'm like, it doesn't mean that someone else can't win. Yeah. And one of my favorite books is called Thou Shall Prosper. It's kind of a heady book, but it's by a rabbi, an wow. Orthodox Jewish rabbi. And he talks about how the Jewish people traditionally um, financially prosper, no matter where they are, no matter the time in life. And he goes through mm-hmm. all the history. But he made this um, example that that was so good. He said, you know, we see some people see life as a pie. And if you take a pie and Jenny, oh. you are such a good mom and with your kids and you're doing all this stuff that I want to do, then there's less pie for me to do. And it's this mm. idea of, you know, there's less for me to take in life, whether that's money or opportunity. And you're like, oh, man, I got to if someone else is winning, then that means I, I, I have to now scurry and, and try to get my piece. versus candles. And I love this because he was like a flame, like just because my, my, my candle is lit, I can light someone else's take away from mine. And it is, it's this, um, it's that perspective to say, okay, if someone else is winning, if they are going on that great vacation, if they got that car, if they got that house or they got to redo their kitchen and they have white cabinets and I've been wanting that, you know, whatever it is, just because someone else is winning doesn't mean that you're losing. And right. I think it's a really important foundation because that can, that creeps in jealousy, 
in comparison and you go right down that road so quickly. And yeah. And yeah, and back when I was, you know, younger, that story about our vacation, that was like in our first two years of marriage is the first vacation we took after our honeymoon and we had saved and we went to Charleston, South Carolina, which was amazing. It was so fun. We were there for like yeah. three nights. And then I'm following some, you know, someone Instagram you don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> She's like on this boat in Greece. And it's like, remember I was like, oh my gosh. And I just found myself and I, and then I found myself thinking, oh, I bet she just charged it all on a credit card. Or I bet that, you know, you see right. someone you're like, oh, I bet that they have a huge car loan, car payment every month. There's no way they saved up to pay cash. Mm-hmm. And then I, mean, I was in that for a little bit. And then I was like, Rachel, stop that. Like, you have no idea. To your point about the assumptions, I have no idea yeah. what's behind that picture, good mm-hmm. or bad. Um, right. And on the financial side, I know the statistics in America, the savings rate and people living paycheck to paycheck. So I know financially it's, it is, there's not a lot of margin for a lot of people, right. but but who knows? I'm like, you who knows? No yeah. Who, you know, it's interesting. You talk in your book about uh, a book about habits. Uh, I don't care. I can't remember. There's a couple good books about habits. Um, and your book is even about habits, but there's one called Rich, Rich Habits, Poor Habits, or I think that's the title of it, but they have this like test for parents. Um, it's like 40 skills, basically. Are you teaching your kids these skills? These are the habits of people mm-hmm. who are successful. Um, and they're real rich simple. Dad, poor dad? Is that what it is? It's not rich dad, poor dad. Oh, okay. It's, okay. It's rich, so, okay. I think it's called rich habits, poor habits. Okay. Um, okay. But anyway, so they've got this 40 question thing and, and they're real simple things, Rachel. It's like, you know, do you, do you require that your kids um, call and say happy birthday, you know, to their friends, family and loved ones? I mean, of 40 things, you know, that's one of them. It's, you know, do you mm. um, limit, you know, screen time? Do you limit junk food? Do you, uh, you know, teach your kids to express gratitude daily? But um, one of them is, do you require your kids to read biographies? So one of the 40 is one of those. And, and so we weren't doing that as a family, but that really challenged me. And so we started to read more biographies and, um, you know, we read the Helen Keller as a, as a family and, and these different ones. And it helps you to realize there's a lot going on under the surface. You know, for everyone, no one just has this smooth road, um, you know, to where they're at. And so I think that's just a helpful tip for helping with comparisons. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. And that's so funny you say that because I've read a few books recently, more kind of fiction, but based in real time. Uh, Mm -hmm. One was with the Dust Bowl in the 1930s about this family having to move out during the Great Depression. All, you know, and you're like, you're just, you put yourself in someone else's shoes. And there's a level of empathy that's grown. And to Geneva, like, as you're saying that, Ooh. I'm like, man, and so many of our issues today, social issues, which wherever you stand and land of your own conviction, like that is totally one thing. But just the idea of like, there's no, I think there's a lot of hate because of a lot of fear of not knowing mm. a person. Yes. And so I'm like, again, you can still have your values and your principles, but when you at least can put a face with a yeah. circumstance, it changes yeah. your heart because you're like, okay, these are actually people. And so by reading those yeah. biographies, it's so, that is so smart because you actually get to walk through the story with someone mm-hmm. and know where they came from and yeah. all of it. And like, um, man, I love that. My reading is a big one in our family. That is one thing we like to do. Mm. We're, right, we're reading Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe as a family Aww. right now. And it's been so good. And I'm like, and my, my seven-year-old, she loves to read. And so, mm-hmm. um, but I'm like, it's such a gift to do that. Cause I'm like, you actually, yeah. it, it broadens your mind so much. It's yeah. so healthy. Um, but I it's love an inexpensive way to adventure. It counts as adventure. Eating better is easy with factors, delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, 
never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So get started today and get after your goals. Some of the things we love about Factor are their two-minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Our kids love the pancakes, smoothies, and more. And there's a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, including midday bites. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And remember, to sign up and save, we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash outside50 and use code outside50 to get 50% off. That's code outside50 at factormeals.com slash outside50 to get 50% off. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to run to the butcher every day to get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for our family. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Their products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want. We had a somewhat last minute get together recently, and it was so incredibly convenient to just head to the freezer and pull out a couple bags of Good Chop's hamburger patties to whip up some burgers quickly. They were so delicious. Besides being delicious, it's important to know it won't cost you a fortune either. Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. Go to goodchop.com outside120 and use code outside120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code outside120 at goodchop.com outside120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com outside120 code outside 120. When the skies open up while others seek shelter, I embrace the rain. Heading to my favorite hike, the raindrops are like a soothing melody and my vessies ensure each step is dry and comfortable, turning a simple outing into a rather delightful experience. Whenever my kids and I are stepping into a great outdoors adventure, I love wearing Vessi's Stormburst boots to capture the beauty of springtime landscapes. Their robust style is perfect for our nature excursions, adding a little dash of elegance to our outdoor explorations. This spring, transform how you view wet weather with Vessi. Their Dymatex technology makes their shoes not just waterproof, but a stylish barrier against rain and puddles. Whether it's a sudden downpour or a planned seaside walk, Vessi shoes ensure your feet stay dry and comfortable. Embrace the essence of spring with Vessi. From chic city walks to adventurous treks, find the perfect pair for your lifestyle at Vessi.com outside and enjoy an automatic 15% off your first order upon checkout. That's V-E-S-S-I dot com outside for 15% off your first order. I've got a friend, Greta, she wrote a book called Adventuring Together, um, and she talked about how her 
her mom, for whatever reason, wasn't physically able to do a lot of these outdoor type adventures, but they read together as, as a family and, and that that counts, you know, Mm -hmm. that's an adventure that you're taking together. So, um, that's, that's an inexpensive budget free, uh, summer, summer idea there for sure. I like what you talked about the candle, um, lighting someone else's and Simon Sinek has a book called the infinite game, uh, which is sort of a similar thing. You know, it's not about being the best. He says, you never win. You never win at marriage. You know, who wins, you know, who's the winner of marriage or the winner of television or the winner of business. You know, there's not a winner. He says, it's, it's just whoever keeps playing, Mm. whoever stays in the game. And and I love that. And there's a level of persistent, you know, being mm-hmm. persistent in that. And, yeah. and I think too, seeing your kids play that out, um, is huge. Like when you go through something as a parent, that's difficult. You know, I talked to a mm. lot of families and they're working their way out of debt. They're getting out of debt. And so there's, there's sacrifices now that the whole family is going to yeah. feel because they're going to pull back on things that they used to just do, um, in order wow. to become financially free and to be able to, you know, pay everything off. And so, you know, talking to those families though, I'm like, man, there is, such a lesson that your kids are watching you. I mean, more is caught than taught. Like they are watching you as parents and you're giving them such a gift to say, Hey, it's not easy. It's not always easy, but we're going to continue to do it. And that persistence modeling that for your kids plays Mm -hmm. into them. I mean, like if they never get that picture of anything, they're going to have to figure that out on their own. And I think that's a much harder road versus it being modeled in the home where you're like, okay, mom and dad did this. They did hard stuff. They did hard stuff and they, and they Mm -hmm. made it, they did it. And so, uh, yeah. It's such a gift. You do a really good job of including the kids. And and actually, I love that that's part of, that's sort of part of your whole, the business model. I had read that um, you're, um, let me see if I can find it. You talk about um, creating a message that lasts and that these are timeless principles that you're intentionally yes. making sure that the next generation is catching them. I love it. So the first book I wrote was with my dad called Smart Money, Smart Kids. Mm-hmm. And so that's a great resource for parents to really yeah. kind of walk through the really um, finite parts of money and how to talk to your kids about that. Because, you know, with money, it's amazing that, yes, we can give it, we can save it, we can spend it and it can be very tactical, but it's also very emotional. Like there are these emotional pieces to money, whether it is contentment or gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and so learning how to have those conversations with your kids and letting money not be a God, not being the number one thing that they're working towards in life. Um, because it, you'll be a rat in a wheel forever if that's the only thing you're chasing. And so letting it just be a tool to help you and to help others and be generous. And so, um, setting up that as a family, I think is, is so crucial as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So talking about summer and talking about kids, I just had this experience. So our youngest is five. She's almost six though. And we went and visited this farm in Virginia. We were um, there for a conference and it's sort of like this famous farm. And, um, and so we get there and it's, you know, it's just everything simple on the farm. Yeah. And, but they were having a day camp. Um, they have this day camp there. It's Polyface Farm and, and people, I guess, come in and they camp so their kids can go to this day camp. And it's been going on for years. And anyway, so, so we're there we're at this farm. You know, it's beautiful. We're with our family. And our youngest is like, well, I want to go to the day camp, you know. And, and then she's fussing about it the whole time. I'm like, well, we don't live here. We're not camping. We can't, you can't. Like, you can't go to the day camp. And so for the past several days, she's been like, she wants to do camp. And, and we're, mm. you know, we're in the spot. And you talked about at the very beginning. You know, where we're, um, I'm home. So 
that we're not doing these camps because we're not like the dual income family. And, and so it's sort of like this piece of uniqueness, right? Where everyone has their different, you know, situations and you have, you know, then I'm like, oh, then I'm feeling like a failure, you know, because my kid wants to go to camp, but we're not doing the camp thing, you know, like, sorry. And she keeps bringing it up. So, you know, so heading into the summer here where, um, you know, like you said, there's more visibility. We see what other people are doing. Um, what's a good strategy for just sort of expectation, um, finances, especially since this is a, a thing now. It's, you know, I've seen people talking about why well, I wanted to go and I can't and, um, you know, the gas is too much or whatever. Um, expectations and, and just some different ideas. Yes. How do we, well, how do we fill it? Uh, yes. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. And when we're as we're recording this podcast, as we speak, it's just like inflation. There was, you know, people are yeah. saying a recession is going to be happening next month. Like there's just a lot of anxiety yeah. and fear around money right now. And parents are like, and, and all consumers in America, including parents are pulling back in the, in the spending, you know, they're saying like, okay, we're going to actually kind of hold tight, um, go back. And so for a lot of families, they're experiencing that a hundred percent. And so I think, you know, with your kids, number one, I would communicate it. And I would just sit down as a family and just say it out loud and be like, okay, I know, you know, that you want to go to the beach. I know you want to do a camp, you know, whatever it is. And mom, I want to go on a girl's trip, but I'm not going to, and we're not going to do this and this. So that we all, you know, mom and dad, even, or mom, I have wants, I have things that I'm like, I would love to do that too. I think that would be so fun, but I'm not able to. And so I know you want to do this and this, but listen, as a family right now, we're not able to. Now, this doesn't mean yeah. it's going to be a no forever, um, but right in this moment, it's just not going to be possible, you guys. And there's, and, and again, it's very age appropriate. You don't want to like scare kids and be like, oh my gosh, do we have no money? Are we going to be able to eat? Like, it's not a, right, a fear-based right. thing, but there's kind of a level of bringing them in the conversation that I think is yeah. really important. Um, I know there's a line I've always used, but it says share, don't scare. So if you are mm. in a position of like really pulling back for a reason that's that your kids are going to feel and they're going to know like, oh, wow, we used to be able to go to the swim pad. And now, you know, because it right. costs $40 for everyone to go in, like we're right. not gonna be able to do that. Whatever it is, you know, just saying it out loud, I think with your kids um, and communicating it age appropriately. is Yeah. Good. And then number two, whatever yeah. the alternative is to finding something else. So it's like not a distraction, but a we can't do this. So now we're going to do this. And so whether that is camping or my kids, we're not, we're not doing a trip this year, uh, this summer, just because our schedules are nuts. And we were like, you know what, we're going to just be home as much as we can. And the kids, they love a hotel uh, too early. They've traveled because of my work and everything. So they just, they love a hotel. I'm like, I get it. I get it, but we're not going to a hotel. So my husband and I just two weeks ago, we're like, you know what, what if we just went to like Hilton garden Inn, or just like a really just like, for one night, for one yeah. night. And it was so funny, Jenny, we did it. Cause I was like, you know what? We'll kind of treat them because we're not doing, we're not going to the beach, we're doing nothing. So we'll do one night. And we went to the nasty indoor pool that like smells like chlorine. Like it hits you in the face. And I'm like, it's murky water. And I was like, we're doing it. We're jumping in and we're going to swim and do it. And we ate at the restaurant in the hotel, which <laughs> God bless it. Is living fine. it I'm up. Like, living yeah, it we're up like, Rachel. We're gonna, like, yeah, we're going to just do it. As we were sitting there, you know, and my kids, they have traveled a lot uh, again because of because of my job. So I was naming off some fun places that we've gone as a family. And yeah. I was like, OK, I want you all to rate your favorite trip to your least favorite. And I gave them four options and I had the and I had this one this one night in the in the mix. And uh, all of the well, the two that can talk and know 
they put it at number two, at number two. And I was like, really? <laughs> this is number two. They're like, oh, we love this place. So all that to say, there yeah. is a level of your kids' expectations is not an adult. And again, I know my kids are younger for sure, but I'm like, man, we spent like mm-hmm. a 16th of the price for one night to right. kind of scratch the itch versus feeling like we have to go and do this week long thing um, that again would cost so much. So, so if there is this little alternative thing that is less expensive, mm-hmm. even for a shorter period of time, but it kind of scratches that same itch for your yeah. kids and for your family, I think it's a great alternative. Yeah. There's something about a hotel pool. We were, so we were just down in Virginia for this conference and, uh, and, uh, we use Google Maps. So it's got all the ratings and reviews and the hotel that we were staying at showed a pool in the pictures and it had pool written in the description. So we get there and at this conference and the end of the day and everyone's in their suits and we're walking around this hotel, Rachel, we're like, where's the pool? You know, can't find it. So I called down to the front desk and they said, the pool has been discontinued. Stop it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Discontinued. What is that? Even <laughs> is that mean? Happening for a pool? You know, like it's like a like a shade of lipstick. Yeah, that's right. Like, is it still in the building? Can we go run around in it? You know, you know, like kids are crying. So, um, but oh, there is nothing a like a hotel story. pool. They're so small usually, usually, but the <laughs> kids know. just they love them. So, I like that thought though about expectation and and um, you know, a kid looks at things really differently. You know, we always end the podcast with people's, um, favorite outdoor, a favorite outdoor childhood memory. So uh, you can, you can be thinking now what yours is. I gave you a little tip at the beginning, but, um, you know, but people, they talk about the simplest things. And, um, I think sometimes we forget how much they get out of uh, reading the Chronicles of Narnia together or sitting and playing a board game or, Having a picnic, you know, that mm-hmm. that type of thing um, is so simple. So I had a friend, she did, um, you know, people like they're traveling across the country in their RVs right now, right? Yes, yes. Uh, it's a big thing. And so she did it a little bit bef- I, before COVID. So um, it was still popular, but not quite as much as it is now. And so I, you know, I asked her your favorite, least favorite things. And she said, this was really interesting, Rachel, that her least favorite things were the things that she had to pay a lot of money for. Mm. because her expectation went up. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I think that's an interesting approach to take to summer because if it's free, you know, or, or fairly free, you're going to go to the beach for the day or um, you're yes. going to go on a hike. Uh, yep. You're going to play in the sprinkler. You know, there's not this level of expectation. And I felt yes, it too. So you know, even like um, we took our youngest on our first birthday to a zoo Mm-hmm. Like a, in a, I don't know, it was in Indiana or something. It was so expensive. It was maybe $250 for us to get in for the day. Oh, yeah. That's a lot yeah. of money. And I didn't realize, yes. and we were already there, and I'm not quite sure. Maybe sure, I thought totally. our pass would work. or And so then, so then I had, I didn't have that good of a time because you're thinking, like, am I getting $250 worth of fun? Yes. Oh, that is so true, though. I, I'd re- I've never really thought of that either. But I'm like, yeah, when your expectation is low, and you're like, oh, it's just this it ends up being that much better. Like it really does. Yeah. And so, yeah, I love that. That's so yeah. good. And it's refreshing to feel like, okay, I don't really have to go and spend 
Yeah, yeah I didn't have to invest maybe. that much. Yes, we yes. So there's really cool, we do use that Google Maps feature um, all the time. Like I type in, people ask, how do we find where to go? Yeah. Um, because nature is so engaging and across the age spans, you have to find the right spot. You know, if you have a two-year-old, you have to find a spot that's not close to the road in case they run. But when you find those right couple spots, you can go and spend the whole day and it feels like a vacation. But we use Google Maps and we just you know, type in nature, park, hike, beach, you know, and it, and it brings up in your area all the things that you can do. Um, and they're rated and, and, you know, yeah. usually it says, is there a bathroom or, yes, or yes. things like that? And that's, so and that's, that's how we sort of fill our time. Okay. So let's change gear though. Um, Cause you've got a lot of good information about meal planning. And this is something that people ask about a lot, especially in the summer, because maybe you're out all day um, and you know, you come home and you're tired and, and what's for dinner or what's for lunch? How do you pack a picnic? Um, and, and it can get expensive if you eat out cause you're running yeah. late or you're tired. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you talk a lot about that in your books and on your, and on your website. So yes. tell us how yes, you meal there's plan. There's a couple of things. Yeah. So there's a couple of ways to really save money and be intentional. So number one is actually where you shop. So it's amazing how different prices are different grocery stores. And so Ooh. being able to do the research on the front end. And again, there's brands like Aldi, like there's ones that everyone knows, okay, that's going to be yeah. less expensive than something else. But honestly, you can save so much money for just where you shop. So plan ahead. And I, and I know my life, I don't have time to go to like three different stores. I know some people do that. Yes. But like I get my produce here, my meats here, this, and I'm like, Same. if I get to Costco in the grocery store, I'm doing, I'm doing good. Like that's a good, yeah. that's a good run. For me. And so, yeah, yes. Can you spread it out? Absolutely. But if you don't have time, just find the places that are the least expensive. And that in of itself is going to save mm. you money. Uh, number two, you just plan. Kind of like the goal thing we were talking about earlier. But yeah. every Sunday night, I've gotten in the habit, and I've done this for years now, where we map out, my husband and I will, before bed, usually on Sunday night, I'm like, okay, let's look at the week ahead. And we look at the five days, the five nights ahead, and yeah. we plan out, okay, what's going on? What activity is there? Um, are we going to cook or what, what, what's happening and mm. where can I save time? So for instance, on Wednesdays, my girls, they do like a gymnastics class. And so it's from, it's from four fifteen to five. So we don't really get home or till five fifteen. So mm. I don't really get home until, till five 45. So on those nights I plan and meal prep before. And so when Winston gets home from work, we kind of tag team and I'm like, and I send them the stuff and I'm like, here, you got to just do this with the chicken real quick. And then we get home and it's made versus going and picking up dinner. And so there is some work involved and some forethought thinking of, okay, what's this? But, but today, for instance, you know, I, I had to be at the office at 545 this morning for a, for a TV thing. And so, and I'm working all day and I'm done at 430 and I'm like, I don't want to cook. I don't want to even think about it. So tonight we're going out. And so, you know, but you can look ahead to say, okay, what are we doing? And so I just find that people spend a lot of money at restaurants or takeout because they don't have a plan and it gets to be four o'clock and it's like, Oh gosh, what are we doing? Do we have anything? I don't know if we do. And if you don't have the groceries, if you don't have the ingredients, then it's defeating. And it's like, well, we'll just get Uber eats or something, you know, and then you're paying X amount for something. So that's just a, that's another big, big thing. And then I just look at, you know, I'm not a, I'm more on what you want to eat and what you're actually going to eat. Some people will meal plan around what's on sale and they'll kind of go that way. I don't personally, because for me, I'm always like, you know, a sale, it may be a good deal, but it's not a good deal for me. So if I get like eight pounds of squash, like 
that's awesome. But like, my family's probably not going to eat eight pounds of squash. So right. it ends up going to waste. And so for yeah. me, I really do make meals around what we enjoy. And then mm. from there, and if you're just buying the ingredients for just what you need, and you're not going through it and just putting a ton of stuff in your cart, you save money by just doing that. So that's number yeah. three is just make that list, make the list. Yeah. No, exactly. And, and that's why I love even ordering online because it's all right there and you can see the price and you know, okay, that's a little too much. And, and stuff now I'm like, it's just so expensive. Like avocados. I told Winston, I was my husband. I was like, like for, it was like a dollar 78 for one avocado. And I was like, I just don't like them that much. I'm not going to pay $2 for one <laughs> avocado. I just can't right now, maybe next week, but this week I just can't. So I was yeah. like, I'm not doing that. So you're able to look at the price in real time and mm-hmm. make a call when you do that as well. Yeah. I think a lot of people are doing this homesteading stuff. You know, we're going to go pick strawberries today. So, um, you know, it's real, it's pretty easy. I'm not that good in the kitchen, but making jams easy for sure. It's just a couple ingredients. Right. And, um, so, you know, buying in season, especially since this is, this is going to come out here in the summer, you know, um, then canning is fun. It's a good skill to have. Yeah. I like what you said, um, in your book that it, it only takes 30 minutes you know, you, it doesn't take that long. That was actually really encouraging to me, you know, because meal planning seems like it's this arduous task. It's going to take forever, but you can take 30 minutes, be in your kitchen. You, you guys even have uh, recipes on your website. Do I? Yes, I know. Yeah, we put some up just because yeah. of like quick, easy meals. Because that's another thing. It's like you want it healthy, you want it easy, but yeah. Yeah, 11 cheap healthy meals to try this month. I like that. I checked that out. And uh, and then you also talked about including breakfast, lunch, and snacks, uh, especially in the summer, right? Because there's more of that happening. Yes. Uh, well, that's sure. all really helpful. Um, and then you have some interesting things on the website, too, about vacations, like uh, cheap Florida vacations, 10 things, uh, 10 cheapest places to travel in 2022. Um so for people who are vacation planning and and have a budget, well, one of the things that you had said was to make, bring your own food. Yes. Don't yeah, eat out. Yes. So if you're in a place like a Airbnb or a VRBO that has a kitchen, take advantage of that. And I know yeah. for us, it's, e- and we're at the age with our kids that it's easier just to eat in. Like it's more stressful for mm. me to take everyone to a restaurant, sure. all five of us and be like, oh, is everyone going to be good? Am I going to be stressed? What's going to spill on the floor? I feel bad for the waiter. Like, like all the yeah. things go through my head. And so, you know, especially, yeah, if you have a kitchen and where you're staying, easy meals like breakfast and lunch. I'm like, those are just so easy yeah. to buy at a store. And again, you can save so much by that. And then depending on the group or what you guys want to do, dinner could be every other night. Or maybe that's the time where you say, no, we actually can go out to eat for right. dinners, but we're going to do these meals in. And so, it's not an all or nothing thing. And I think some people think, yeah. well, you know, I, I'm not going to use the kitchen at all. So no matter what, we're going to go out. And again, if you have the budget for that, that's awesome. Like that is great. But if you are someone that's like, okay, we need to be aware of, you know, where we can cut expenses on this just to be wise, then that mm-hmm. is so simple and it's easy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, um, okay. So like I said, we were just in Virginia and there was this, um, it was a conference and there was, I never seen this before. It actually really (laughs) made me feel kind of bad about myself because I'm like, it's hard to bring in food for the kids, but we try and do what you said. We try and always do breakfast and lunch, at least breakfast and lunch. And then, 
you know, cause she has sandwich stuff or, or whatever. But, um, so there was this company there that was recording all of the, the sessions at the conference and, uh, we were leaving the hotel at the same time. So I've got all our bags and, and he's got these carts and he had just like coolers stacked upon coolers, Rachel. He had fed 10 adults, uh, for this whole conference. He said, oh they don't gosh. have time to go get the food. And they even brought their own microwave. He had a microwave <laughs> in the box. I was like, this is next level. I need to do better. <laughs> no, that's next level. Bringing your own equipment. Just having your yeah. own equipment right there. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. But you know what? You don't, you tend not to remember meals um, when you yes. vacation. So maybe one really nice one or one that's, yeah. you make it special. So if there's yes. one, but I don't remember any of the meals. You know, you remember totally. the places that you went. Well, and what's funny too, food tastes different when you're somewhere else, like I can make a turkey mustard and cheese sandwich at my kitchen. But if I'm making it sitting on a porch in Florida, it just tastes different. Right. So it's the same thing. It just feels different because of the environment. So that's a little bit of an encouraging point. We always say everything tastes better outside. Yes. That's it. Yes. I don't know if it's true or not, but it is. We say it. (laughs) We say it. I have been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs when my immune system feels unsupported. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel nourished and ready to face the day. As a parent, longevity is on my mind more than ever before. I want to make sure I'm taking really good care of myself so I can continue to show up for the moments that matter with my kids. Every day, AG1 helps me build long-term health with daily nutrients that support brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm setting myself up for the long run. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com 1000. That's drinkag1.com 1000. Check it out. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Question, what's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Read a few chapters of that book, start painting that guest bedroom, tackle that pile of laundry, play a card game with your kids. A lot of us spending our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. If you're feeling stuck, therapy is something that can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is a wonderful thing. It can help you learn positive coping skills or show you how to navigate properly setting boundaries. With BetterHelp, it's easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and visit betterhelp.com 1000 hours to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp h-e-l-p.com slash 1000 hours. Uh, so one of the things you talk about is, is retail therapy. Um, and, and sort of this like paying attention to what our bodies need, right? Our bodies are crying out for novelty. 
Uh, that's something that is hardwired. We we like new things, um, you know. And and you talk about the release of dopamine when we shop and that type of thing. Uh, but then the bliss is gone. You know, it's like before you know it, then it's gone. So you say retail therapy might work in the short term, but it can never cure what's driving us to shop in the first place. And I like what you have this quote: shopping bags. This is a really good quote. Shopping bags aren't a great replacement for friendships. So. You know, as we're heading into the summer and, and sort of sometimes dealing with these feelings of fear, um, feelings of maybe inadequacy or, you know, like I'm not providing the camp that my kid wants to go to, um, you know, what are some ways that we can, uh, in a healthy way, sort of deal with? Those are big feelings. Yes, very much. So so when I talk to people about this stuff, I'm like, you know, stuff is not bad. In and of itself, like stuff is not bad. And so I always tell people it's okay to have nice stuff. Don't let your nice stuff have you. Mm. And it can have you really in two ways. If you go into debt for it, you don't own it, you owe it. And so there's the sense of you don't really own it. And it kind of has you month mm. to month as you're paying for it. And then number two, it has you when your joy, your contentment, like we we're talking about earlier, that we think that that's going to be fulfilled and stuff. And I think we are a culture that just is running this race so hard. And we have the most brilliant marketing minds on the planet throwing messages at us, whether through right. our phone or TV or whatever it is that we're, we're getting it day in and day out. And we've almost become numb to it, just to coming to the idea of, well, I just, I, I need new stuff and it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. And it's going to, it's going to do something. It's going to mm. complete me right in some way. Right. And we all know that's not true, but yet we all still do it. Even me, like we all still do it. So now mm-hmm. I just, before I spend money, cause I'm more of a spender than a saver. Mm-hmm. which is funny that I talk about money day in and day out, but my natural yeah. tendency is more to spend. I enjoy it. I think it's fun. Um, but yeah. I have to filter through why I'm spending. So I will ask myself, why, why do I want this? Why is my Amazon cart filled with three new pairs of earrings that I don't need, but there they are, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, a clothing item, you know, why am I buying this? Why am I buying this? And then I ask myself, yeah. which not everyone deals with this, but it's more of my story. But if nobody sees this, do I still want it? I saw you just post that on Instagram. Yes, I did. Yes. That was really good. For me, I'm like, okay, what is Say it, it again. I'm trying Say to- it again. It's so yes. good. Uh, it- now I'm on the spot. Like, <laughs> okay, what did it? Yeah, if nobody sees this purchase, do I still want it? It's good. So if am I fishing for compliments? Am I fishing for someone to say, oh my gosh, that's so great. Or that's so fun. That's so cute. Whatever it is, what is that that I'm trying to to get that I'm not getting in life right now. And so just, yeah, filtering through, I think all of those kind of questions. And I think even during the pandemic, this was big for people. They were bored, they were stressed. And there is something when you buy something, not even just at a physical store, yes, but even on your phone, once you hit like the shopping and it's like complete purchase and there's something that that rushes through your body, literal chemicals that say, oh, this feels good. And it kind of numbs out the real reason why you're doing it. And I think Mm. that we are. I think we crave relationships. I think we're craving to be known, to be seen. There's so much mm. there. And, and we have been told for generations that that stuff is going to, is going to help with that. And it turns out it's not, it's going to be another shirt in your mm. closet, another pair of broken earrings, you know, in your yeah. box or, or a car that's really fun and great. But after all, it just takes you from point A to point B, like whatever it is, yeah. again, none of that's bad, but we have made it such this priority in our life that it's going to fulfill something deep within us that it actually ends up making you feel emptier. And then my thing too, like when you're, when you're charging it, you're paying for that over and over and over months yeah. and months and months. If you're keeping a balance on your credit card and 
And I hate that too, where I'm like, man, you're paying for something that you've already worn that you may wear two more times. And that's yeah. about it. And yeah. so there, there's something just to be said of in the moment, is it in the budget? Do you have the money for it? And then start to ask, okay, why, why am I really buying this? And mm. is there anything in me that is looking for something out of this that yeah. really can't be fulfilled? Yeah. And you're paying for it out of your future time and opportunities. Uh, You know, relationships are just, um, I think that thing that um, really stems the tide in life. And and for us, we have just a few family relationships that we've adventured with outdoors for a long time. And they really make life sweet. You know, Uh, you got these friends and they're they're so, um, they're such deep friendships. So I, I think, I think that you're the right person for the message though, because you tend to spend, you know, if, if it's someone who tends to save, well then, okay. then no one relates to that. Must be nice, you know, but I even see that within my five kids, you know, we got one that always has money, you know, cause she saves it and, and it yes. just tends to be how you're, how you're born. So I, uh, I think it's got to come from someone who, um, or at least both, you know, I think it's fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, and that's the balance in it all, right? We all have these natural tendencies when it comes to money, whether it's scarcity or abundance, or we naturally want more quality versus quantity, like, mm. you know, a spender or saver, you're a nerd with the budget or you're more of a free spirit. Like, I mean, it all runs the gamut. Yeah. So kind of finding that, that medium ground, because either side can be unhealthy. Like you said, like a saver, people sometimes just applaud in my world, the financial world I'm in and people are like, Oh good. What, what a saver. And I'm like, yeah, or they're a hoarder and they have this money that's their security. And if it leaves, sure. are they going to be okay? You know what I mean? Like I can, yeah. I can do that. And then if you're mm-hmm. just a spender, yeah, you could, you just spend everything you make, you're gonna be broke and you're not going to win financially long-term. So there is such a balance, such a yeah, balance. Yeah, there's a balance. And, and I think this is the whole point. You know, there's a balance in, you know, our screens, our real life and our virtual life. Like we're, we're trying, I think that is the biggest thing is that we're all sort of striving for this balance. I, I think, uh, really kind of uh, piqued my mind when you say, you know, like shopping or, or retail therapy. It's like, we know it's not the answer, but we still do it. And it sort of comes full circle to what we were talking about at the very beginning, when we know that connection is the answer, but we don't do it, you know, because these are, these are hard choices to make, I think, in the moment. And, um, and when life is hard, um, and there's all these extra elements like there, like there is right now. Uh, I think it makes it harder to make those choices. I, I finding that, you know, that there was sort of this period of time of scarcity. Um, and when I say scarcity, maybe not financially, but scarcity of experience, um, because everything was closed. And now that things are opening up, now there's more of a scarcity in the finances. And so this is really hard to navigate through because it feels like, you know, oh, now is when we should be going, right? Like my kids haven't flown on an airplane. You know, they've only done it once and it was before the pandemic. So now I'm like, okay, well, now is our opportunity, but now everything's more expensive. So um, is this a hard, a hard time to navigate? No, it really is. And you're right. I'm like, it's, it's a, it's so interesting to seeing the correlation of people's spending and saving because we had the highest savings rate during the pandemic because we couldn't do anything. And so people right. naturally are home and they're kind of stockpiling. And now we saw spending actually like it just skyrocketed up. And now it's yeah. kind of starting to slow down a little bit with the how, you know, everything going on in the world. 
Um, but, but it is, it's, it's such a counterintuitive thing because everything is so, so expensive right now and it's the, and it's when we want to do it. And so, yeah, I think having, having the patience and and when you have a long-term mindset versus a short term, you make different decisions. So it's not like, you know, if you thought, which you don't, but this idea of, oh my gosh, it's 2022. If our kids don't get on an airplane by the the end of this calendar year, but before you know it, it's going to be 2023. The world is going to look very different. Who knows what's going to be happening, but I really do think it's going to, it'll kind of swing back. I think inflation, all of that is going gas prices, right? All of that is creating this pent up demand uh, when it comes to the prices. And I think slowly, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, It's going to come back down. But you make a different decision when it's this tunnel vision of I have to do something so fast right now. You make poor financial decisions, but when you have the Mm. maturity, learning to delay pleasure, when you delay what you want to look out ahead and say, it's okay, we're going to be okay. We're going to wait and just be patient. Because again, it's not like it's a never right now. But I think people, because of being cooped up for so long, everyone's just like wanting to, to get out. And yeah. Do something. Yeah. And, and then you can't, you know, yes, or, yes. or it's going to cost you a lot in the long run. Yeah. I think this has been a couple of years of reminder of that simple, um, simple things really can be impactful, you know, playing yes. catch in the yard, that type of thing. Absolutely. Um, it matters and it still counts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So Rachel, if people, um, Tell us real quick, you've got, you've got several books. So I, like I said, I've got this love your life, not theirs, seven money habits for living the life you want. Uh, what are the other ones? Do you have smart money, smart kids? Yes. And then my newest one that came out last year is called know yourself, know your money. So it's to understand why you handle money the way you do. So we kind of touched a little bit on that. of just our tendencies, but it also goes back to your childhood and the home you grew up in, uh, mm-hmm. your money fears, your dreams, a lot of that affects uh, what you do with money, but asking that why question. So why do I handle money the way I do? I kind of, I kind of dive into that. I don't know if you're an Enneagram fan, but it's not an Enneagram book by any means, but it's that idea of just knowing yourself better. And it's kind of that self-awareness of, of, okay, why do I do the things I do? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I got my, I know my Myers-Briggs number. That means, I feel like that means I'm old. That was like the old way. That was like pre-Enneagram, right? I did that. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then you have a contentment journal. Yes. Yeah. The contentment like journal that. is a 90 day journal. And so you walk through 30 days of gratitude, 30 days of humility, and then 30 days of mm. contentment. And so every wow. day there's kind of a challenge and a question and it's pretty quick. Um, but I think writing is so important and just getting your thoughts out. I think subconsciously when you're writing things come out that you may not even realize that you're yeah. thinking about. And so there's something powerful in that. And yeah, and it's a beautiful yeah. product. It's like a beautiful book too. Oh, like I'm the sure. They're like standard with the contentment journal, I was like, I want like a really pretty texture. I want gold foil. Like, it's just a, it's just a pretty journal. So, yeah. <laughs> so if people are looking for those. Where's the best place for them to go? Uh, you can go to rachelcruise.com. Okay. And then um, you have a podcast, the Rachel Cruise show. Um, and, and the last two episodes, uh, which looked really good to me, they piqued my interest. The truth about women and money. That sounds interesting. Yes. And then a recession is coming. Here's why you shouldn't panic. So that's, um, those are the last latest two episodes. So those sound so timely and perfect. Um, and, and people can find more information about you at your, at your website, rachelcruise.com. Uh, and like I said, there is so much information there. I mean, it's really filled with fantastic things about budget and meal plan and, um, and then, and then you're on social media. I, I just saw recently that you're a swim team mom. 
Yes, I know. <laughs> My seven-year-old, she, we were talking about it and I was like, you know what? It's for the month of June. And it's so funny, Jane, because we signed up with the league that, you know, they were like, practice is optional. They, well, we have a time slot every day. The parents run the meet. And I've never been to a swim. I was on a swim team kid and neither was my husband. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is a perfect way to just kind of like, you know, because I want her to experience all different kinds, all my kids, different things, activities, just to kind of feel like yeah. what piqued their interest. So, so anyways, I went to my first swim meet thinking it was going to be this like, oh, all the moms are around. Just kids get in the pool and swim to that side. Maybe someone has a timer. I don't know. It's oh my God, I win. I was like, there's like buzzers and whistles yeah. and flags, swim caps. And I was like, oh my gosh, this feels like the Olympics. I was like, are we at the Olympics? So yeah, it was, it was a little bit more serious. They're so great though. I mean, it's a very, you yeah, know, you have entered another world. Thing. But when I went in, I was like, oh, this is, this is a thing. But it was fun. Yeah, you know what, though? It's an interesting thing, I think, just as a side conversation, because I did swim team for several years, same age as your daughter, around seven. And that's a lifelong hobby. So that's one of the things my mom always talked about, which was investing in, what do we invest in? Well, invest in things that you can do forever. And really, that's a safety that's a, a safety measure there as well, a stronger swimmer. Um, but then I ended up um, lifeguarding. I taught uh, summer swim lessons in for, at the end of high school and in college. So that's a, that's a great skill um, to have that has sort of lifelong benefits. It's a good investment of time and money and, uh, and, and dealing with that environment. <laughs> yes, I know. It's so funny. <laughs> that's so fun. So uh, Rachel, we always end with, um, I mentioned it earlier, but a favorite outdoor childhood memory of yours. So can you share one? Yes. Uh, okay. Mine involves just the lake. So my dad grew up on a lake. So he learned to water ski and you know do all the lake stuff growing up. So of course, I feel like it kind of just yielded into our family. And he had this mm-hmm. like crappy boat that he bought because they had filed bankruptcy the year I was born. So okay. when I was like four or five, they bought this like old boat and dad, you know, strapped on these like moldy, nasty <laughs> life jackets. But we went every weekend. It was like a thing. It was every uh-huh. weekend we would go. And we, we were boat, we were like lake kids. I mean, we would just swim and ski and tube and all of it. And so it's so funny now, you know, 30 years later that they have, they have a lake house um, and they go spend most weekends there, but even taking my kids and letting my kids experience it. But, but, you know, it wasn't glamorous then. Like when I was a kid, like we we would even go camping and he would like tie a ski rope to the boat, to a tree while we were all in a tent overnight and we'd wake up and go, you know, all that. But but there's just something about the water that I, yeah, yeah it just holds a special place that I love because it's just peaceful yeah. and it's great. And it, um, and they did it so well because it was something he loved, but yeah. they did it, you know, in a smart way that it wasn't over the top, but it was enough that we, it got us out. I mean, every weekend. Wow. Every weekend. And it came full circle. Yes. Even yes. though it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't glamorous. Then it laid a foundation. Yes. And then absolutely. you're coming back to it. Well, Rachel, this has been just so, um, I'm thrilled to be sitting across from you. And actually, Brooklyn, I'm going to see if I can grab my kids to just wave real quick. Um, Hold on one second. Let me grab them. But also, this is a weird ending. Hold on one second. I'm going to go grab them. Hi. Hi. You're amazing. Oh, my gosh. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Are you Brooklyn? No, I'm Vivian. You're Vivian. Oh, Vivian, your name was on my list of baby names for my girls. Vivian was like one of my top three names. I love your name. Thank okay, you. How old are you? I'm 12. 
through 12. Okay, awesome. That's so great, Vivian. How fun. It's so good to meet you. I'm so, that's so fun it's that so you took class. Too. Yeah, it was really great. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Is that your brother behind you? Yeah, here, right. This is Jackson. Hey, Jackson. Hi. Hey, Jackson. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How old are you? I'm 13. Okay, 13. So cool. Oh, well, it's so fun. Y'all took the class. Yeah, Just it was like great. Mom said. I'm so glad. That's so fun. What a small world. I, yeah. love, I love everything your family does. You guys are awesome. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So good to meet you. Vivian said, I loved your class. Oh, y'all are awesome. Bye, Vivian. Bye, Jackson. Thank you for doing that. I'll send it to their friends and they'll think that's really cool. No, that, they, that they got to talk to you for a second. So, well, Rachel, thank you. Feel like you're the martyr in your family. You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the no guilt mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.